Welcome to the Conquer Food Podcast with Craig and Paula Williams, where we share tips, tricks, and strategies from the coalface of the wellness industry in the UK. We're going to help you to think, eat, and move better. Ultimately, we're going to help you finally gain control and conquer food. Hey guys, and welcome to the uh, the Conga Food Show, um, the Quarantine Daily Podcast. Uh, we've banged out a few of these now. I think we're yeah. up to like yeah. episode 17 or something of all the podcasts oh. that we've done this year. So we're well ahead of uh, well ahead of schedule. Um, so I've got Nick and Rick with me again today. Um, we've got, what I want to talk to about today is pretty much the next phase in our virtual boot camp, our coaching online. Um, so we launched two weeks ago with the intention to bring the training, the podcasts, uh, some of the the tuition that we do at camp online so people can can access that and um, and sort of you know benefit from that. But we know and the thread for today really is that we know that before we was in when we look back through time we had like the ice age, the stone age, you know what I mean? Then we went into the information age, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and now we're in the implementation age. And and it's not really about getting more information because you know with the internet the books tv mm. shows netflix all that kind of, the information is there and the majority of people know it what we're struggling with now is the implementation so mm-hmm. so this phase now is about the implementation so i want to talk to rick and nick about um strategies and and tips for implementing some of the things that we teach and that we've uh, gone through in the virtual bootcamp group and i also want to talk about how you can uh, or how people listening to this can access some of the the one to one coaching with some of the the conquer food coaches and um, and the coaches at camp to help them implement stuff. Uh, so let's let's just start off with a general general conversation about the import or the difference between information and implementation, and the importance of being able to implement the things that you know. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 Yep. Well, I think. <coughs> I think you're right. There's so much information out there. We all know what we should be doing, um, what will help us, what isn't going to benefit us as much. But it is it's definitely that actually putting it into place, actually doing it, having some accountability. I think that's what people are struggling with the most. Because like you say, if people want to know anything about any particular type of diet, any particular exercise, the information is all out there. Wagon loads of it, probably confusing amounts of it. Um, but it's actually doing it and keeping up with it that's the issue. Yeah, I think a good, good example of that is that there is a lot of people out there who are overweight or um, struggling with weight loss and they probably know more than most of the dietitians in the NHS because they've done it all, they've read it all, they've been to every dietitian, they know everything, but they're not implementing it. So that's kind of the, the perfect analogy of, w- of what we're talking about here, I think. Um, yeah, it's kind of when people say, they're like, oh, I've done this diet and it really worked, but then it stopped working. And you think, well, it seems strange that it was suddenly just stopped mm. working. Was it maybe that you stopped doing it? You stopped yeah, implementing yeah. it? You stopped yeah, did working? the diet stop working or did you? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's what the classic quote of, it's not that the the system doesn't work; it's you're not working the system, uh-huh. you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So I've got a lot of s- going on in this microphone today. Um, anyway, let's put up with it. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and so, and and have you experienced yourself or seen people at camp where they come with all all the great knowledge and, in, and intentions, but actually don't quite put it into place? They, they never take like the the steps required. You quite often find that the more vocal people about what 
you should be doing nutritionally and fitness and exercise wise tend to be the ones that aren't necessarily doing it themselves. <laughs> it's ironic, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Um, so so <laughs> it, always, it does always make me laugh. You're sort of sitting there and there'll be the person that hasn't eaten a thing on their plate because they don't like it. They'll be telling you what you should be eating. <laughs> and you sort of go, okay, cool, thanks for that. I'll, I'll take that away with me. It's like, um, it's like classic, you know, when... When you're pointing a finger at someone else, there's always three fingers pointing back at you, and mm. and I think mm -hmm. that's you know, yeah, I, I I've seen that yeah. hell of a lot, and that's some you know, some some of the people the, the people what is that quote from the Bible? Thou protest too much or whatever it is. I don't even know it's from the Bible. I think it's Shakespeare. <laughs> Shakespeare. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> same thing in it. It's not the same thing. <laughs> we think you protest too much. Is that what it is? Yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah. yeah. No, no, you do get that, but I suppose you get the inverse of that as well, which is people who've come to camp for a week just for like a little fitness boost, a little bit of a dip your toe in and see what it's like and come away and totally change. Like um, Nat, who did a podcast for us about a month ago, feels yeah. a little longer, but I think yeah. it was a month ago, um, who's lost, I think it's eight stone, eight and a half yeah. stone, yeah. and yeah. a lot yeah. of that on her own. She came to camp for a week. She's come back a couple of times to visit. Um, you know, and it's phenomenal that some people can just go, this this works, mm -hmm. I'll keep going with it. I, I've, I've met people, not just in the in the weight loss world, but in, in personal development and professional development and all that, where they're just absolutely thirsty to get every bit of information. They need everything. They've got notebooks, you know, laid out, all the beautiful <laughs> colours and all that. And you're like, just just do some yeah, of it. Do it. You know, yeah. little just one or two steps. Ah. Yeah, I think that's that's the key, isn't it? Is uh it's not trying to do everything at once or trying to do the big things all at once. It's it's taking the little steps towards the big things. So it's the the simple things like buying smaller plates. It's a big. That's a really easy, easy step that you can start with. That then massively reduces your portions, which will then start controlling what you're actually putting into your into your face, into your body, into your body. I couldn't think of the right words. Into your body, into your face, uh, into your body, uh, and then the next step could be, or well, I don't know, thinking about what quantities of each kind of food you're putting on your plate. So your proteins, your vegetables, your carbs. You know, it's, and you just take those steps. And even if it's one th new thing a week, one new thing a month even, yeah, it might take a long time, but eventually you'll get to the point where you are eating the right portions of the right things all the time. And it becomes habit. Yeah, I, I, have, a, I have a belief. It's not even, you know, it's not just a saying. I have a belief that we are all just one daily habit away from all the results we want. Yeah. And I truly, I truly believe that. Uh, like, you know what I mean? There, there, there'd be one... For for the majority of people, I would say sleep would would factor up there somewhere. Yeah. You get that right. The next day is going to be a belter. You're uh -huh. going to feel better. You're going to be mm -hmm. more control of your sugar cravings, and and you're going to have more willpower and all that kind of stuff. But but there are, there are other things. You know what I mean? Other yeah. little keystone habits where if you get that right, you're just gonna you're gonna nail everything else. And you do that consistently then, you know, li life is going to be completely different mm. from you. Hydration is a big one for me. If I'm getting the right amount of hydration, the right amount of water into my body each day, I feel much clearer headed. I feel much more awake, more energetic than if I'm not drinking. I mean, I've gone three or four days where I haven't drunk any water at times, or even more than that, to be honest, and I'll be drinking tea and coffee. And if anything, I'm dehydrating my body more than I need to. And, and you'll see, by the end of the week, I sort of feel like absolute crap because you just, everything's kind of just... Well, you are. You're just sort of dry inside, I guess. You know, yeah. <laughs> nothing's sort of working yeah. as it should be. You're also, you know, you're not a bit hinges aren't lubricated, anything like that. So then, and then I'll start drinking water, and I'll suddenly go, "Whoa!" And actually, it's it's quite a massive difference you notice. So, think little things like that. Just drinking enough water every day is is a big thing. Mm. So, and have you have you both experienced times where you've just sat there thinking, "I bloody know what to do. Why am I not doing it?" Yeah, I think everyone's had that. Yeah, 
most most mornings, yeah. to be honest, when yeah. especially before camp, but even after a few days, every now and again after camp, but before camp, it'll be every every morning, it'll be right, today's that day, I've, I know what I've got to do, I'm going to do it. Get to the end of the day, you go, well, you didn't do it, did you? So and you'd be like, why the fuck didn't I do it? And it's, and it's you're sitting there trying to analyse why you haven't done it, but then actually you're just making yourself feel more shit about yourself. You're going to th- keep thinking of all the bad stuff you did, and then the next day it's going to be the same pattern over and over again. So it's, it's, it's just breaking that pattern, like I say, just doing one small thing to change it. Yeah, and so w- what do you think's behind it? I mean, obviously we're talking about change in some respects and that's uncomfortable, isn't it? But is yeah. that enough to kind of stop you doing the things you want to do or fear maybe? I don't know. I think there's lots of things. I mean, we talk quite a bit in Conquer Food about secondary gains, which is the reasons why you're not. So say, you know, you're one of these people who's like, oh, I want to lose weight. That's all I really want. And it's under the slight misapprehension that once you're thin, everything's going to be fine. Um, but there'll be a reason why you keep messing up why you keep self-sabotaging why you have that almost like diet starts monday oh i've missed monday might as well wait for another week kind of attitude and there'll normally be a reason why there'll be some reason why you feel safer being the size you are or you're more comfortable just eating things or putting yourself down in some way so there'll be bigger sort of deeper seated reasons um as to why you're not changing have you got an example like a a granular Um, example of that like the actual habit and potentially why what the reason is behind it um, I mean, you can use a ge- like a general one of people being overweight, just in, kind of in general as a way of um, justifying why they don't get other things they want out of life. So they can say, oh, I didn't get that promotion because I was overweight. Um, that but I didn't even ask that person out that I really liked because I knew they were going to say no because I was overweight. So it just justifies or finds a reason in your head where you can justify things, life not going the way you want it to um, without you having to kind of analyze that there's other stuff within that equation. You just put it down to, oh, it's my weight, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So stay, so staying overweight, therefore, keeps you safe because it gives you that excuse and gives you that reason, um, even if it's a false reason as to why those things aren't happening for you. It's, yeah, it's ironic. It's like the use of body fat in the body. You know, the, the, the fat has got more use in the human body than any other food gro- group, but two of its main features is, one, protection, two, insulation. Mm-hmm. And, and when you sort of think about th- those words, right, protection... I mean, you know, I have met more than a handful of people that are, are, let me get the words right, let's say obese, Mm -hmm. because it's a protection mechanism. It's like, if if I'm obese, no man, no woman or whatever Uh is going to come near me. You know, if I'm, then, you know, so protection and lots of different ways where it can can protect your feelings, you know, Mm -hmm. and and your emotions. And then insulation, because... When we're, when we're eating fatty, salty, sweet foods, it's comfortable. You know, we yeah. like it, we enjoy yeah. it, and therefore yeah. it, it gives us a warm feeling. And it's, it's ironic how those two big, you know, functions in the body you can actually use as an analogy, um, you know, for, for, for kind of overeating. Yeah. And I definitely, for me, when I, at my biggest, it, it was, it, well, even now, it's, it's sort of, it, beca- it becomes part of your personality. If you're big for long, like I've, was big my entire life. I've never been a thin person, or even even a sort of average sized person. I've always been big, and it's just part of it. it was part of who I was, you know. It was Ricky. I was the big guy. So I think, identity, you know. Yeah, it was. Mm. Yeah, it was part of my identity. It's massively, and it's kind of just like a. I think it's almost a, an insecurity of going. Well, if I lose that, what what am I? Am I going to be just that dickhead? That's you know because you, probably. you know, all on, probably, I mean, probably <laughs> I mean, <laughs> definitely is more likely. But it's, it's true because I think you kind of almost get away with a bit more when you're fat because people are like oh you know we'll let him off because he's you know he's not he's no harm he doesn't mean it sort of thing. <laughs> and I think you realise as you do as you get you've been saying stuff as a, like a as a defence mechanism and, and saying them when you're not as big is kind of you just look like a dick. So it's like you do panic about. 
or I haven't got that protection of my body anymore, literally and, phys- and metaphorically. So I think that's ma- that's probably a big part of it. People are unsure of where they're going to be if they haven't got that to sort of fall behind. Um, and I do think there's also a, I've, having spoken to a few people who have said it to me, uh, who've been to camp or, or at camp or what have you, that it's a, it's a fear of happiness. It's a fear of, of, of achieving what they actually want. Um, which is, it sounds super sad and it is, but it's kind of a, they've never been at a point in their life where they go, I'm content, I've got the things I wanted, I've, hit, mm-hmm. I've reached a goal entirely in its entirety, everything's perfect with what I want within that thing, that little sphere. So if it's just your weight or if it's just your health or your bleep test, whatever it is you're aiming at for, but they've never quite achieved what they wanted to. So then the idea of actually getting to that goal weight or whatever it is, is like, oh, self-sabotage time. That's mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah. This is where I start eating the chocolate because I'm, you know, five pounds away from that goal. And it's 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 a weird. It's, a, it's completely. I think it's very in, yeah. It's a very interesting psychological thing. If, you know, the, people move towards this thing that they really, really, really want, and then mess it up. But deliberately, you know, they're not conscious yeah. they're messing it up. But it is. It's it's total self sabotage as to, you know, and it it does take that looking in and going, well, why am I doing this? Why if this is what I say I want, I do am I not doing it? And sometimes you might go eventually because it's not what I want. I'm happier being slightly bigger. Like you know, I've mm-hmm. met people at camp who've got to a certain weight and almost gone. Feel too thin. <laughs> it doesn't. You yeah, know, it doesn't suit yeah. me. And while they don't want to get back to the weight they started with, they're kind of happy at a you know a sort of medium a medium weight for them um, because it it just feels more comfortable, feels more natural for them. I've I've always said because obviously you know there's a saying that you know abs are made in the kitchen and all that sort of thing and that, and it is true. We all know that, that if you're not your diet's not really clean, you're never going to be a lean cut kind of looking person. And so I've always said I don't really want abs. I don't want that kind of body because I actually enjoy food too much and, and I wouldn't want to restrict my life and my diet that much to the point where I'm like oh I can't possibly have that slither of chocolate cake because then I might you know not look as perfect as I want to look so I've always I've kind of come to a point where I'm like yeah I'm not where I want to be yet but I know I will never want to be that size or I never want to be that thin or you know because look at my BMI I should be something around I think it's between 10 and 11 stone or something along those lines and quite frankly I think if I got to that size it'd be insane because having been I think the lightest I've been as an adult is about 18 stone and and then I was kind of quite happy with my size it was just the skin that was an issue and I think to go much thinner than that I'd feel weird so to think that I should be seven or eight stone less than that it's kind of like whoa yeah that that sounds yeah my thinnest I know obviously we don't always BMI is not the best thing to go by but by by things like that I think I still technically had another two stone to go Mm -hmm. and I just don't even I mean I'm not not that way at the moment but looking pictures of it I'm like I think I'd have looked really weird like I think (laughs) I'd have looked like there was something genuinely wrong with me if I'd lost another two stone at that point I haven't known you that time your fitness was insane anyway so it's not like you needed to be any fitter so it's, it's mental really isn't it there's um it, it, and and all of that is because the brain is a is a, a cybernetic system, so it, it's like something that controls itself, free of our conscious thoughts, mm. you know. And it's very much like another cybernetic um, mechanism is an autopilot on a plane, you know, which is an analogy I use a lot when people talk about, you know, why do I keep sabotaging myself? Why does this keep going? You know, and it because when the plane takes off. And you're flying to wherever. Where do you want to go today? Come on, choice is yours. Magaluf. Magaluf. We're off to Magaluf. We've got oh, all the lads brilliant. in the back. <laughs> a couple of hen pies up the front. Anyway, um, so we, we take off, and, and, and not long after taking off, the, the pilot can get up and come and sit back and have a Stella mm-hmm. with you, you know, because. <laughs> yeah. He's not flying the plane, mm. you know, the, the autopilot is flying the plane. And, and what can happen is, like, he basically sets a destination. And then, you know, you might get 
like a, a weather front that pushes you slightly off course, or you might have to change course because there's another plane in the way, or, mm. or or something happens, but that plane will always come back onto that that, that general direction mm. towards a destination. Yeah, you know, and and it's exactly the same with the brain. We anything that we do, it, and and that suggests it's temporary. So we do a diet, if we do a training mm. program, you know, if we if we do a fast. All those things are temporary. At some point, we're going to come back onto our normal trajectory. I don't know why I choose to lose these words. <laughs> my mouth just does not produce the route. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back onto that, you know. Only when we change fundamentally what the destination is, who who we are. Well, you know, when we start to, we're not doing a diet. We eat in a certain way, and it's mm-hmm. just part of our identity mm-hmm. and, and who we are. That's when we start to get real change, and it becomes much much easier because it's just who you eat. like for example like i i just don't eat um peanut m&ms yeah right i, I just don't I, it's part of my identity i just don't do it i don't i don't drink i don't drink alcohol mm-hmm. it's just who i am you know yeah. it's like that have you seen that quote that goes around you know with the um the quarantine at the minute it's like if you had a choice between Quarantine with your wife and kids and wine, would you choose white or red? (laughs) 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 And it's exactly the same, you know, slightly, slightly different, but you said, right, do you want, do you want, um, you know, chocolate or or, or do you want, what do you want to drink? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Water. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just not a part of the option because I just don't drink a great deal. Um, where am I going with that? I don't fucking know. We're on the plane. We're on the way to Magaluf. Yeah, yeah. So you'll always sort of land at Magaluf until you start to change that identity, mm. you know. And and two things will change that identity. I've spoke about this before, and one of which we cannot replicate because it is an intense emotional event. Yeah. So it's you know mm-hmm. it is losing a leg through diabetes, being told that if you don't stop smoking, you're, you're having a bloody iron lung or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do they do even do, do, they do okay. those things anymore? Who knows, right? You know, all these kind of things. You know, you, 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 you're on the donor list for a new heart uh-huh. or, or something that just whacks you so, or, or a significant loved one dies, yeah. something mm-hmm. that you can relate to. Mm-hmm. All these things will just shake you emotionally and they can be enough to knock you off course. But you can't replicate that, and you shouldn't try to replicate. No. You know what I mean? You shouldn't. You shouldn't knock your. Knock yeah, your don't go murdering your family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't murder your family you know, just, just to get some change in your life. Um, which I, I learned last night is actually called parasite. Do you know that? If you kill your parents, it's called oh. parasite. Oh, yeah, Paul and I was watching a program last night. Don't worry, mum. It's not. You know, <laughs> it's, it's not, not, it's not research. <laughs> Craig's got five pounds to lose. He's off to <laughs> Uh, anyway, let's get back on track. Jesus, oh, yeah. right. cybernetics, <laughs> cybernetics. So, cybernetics. So, and then the other way is repetition, repetition, repetition. Mm-hmm. Small changes, constantly, consistently. You know, and that's what it takes. And you know, that's the only way that you can change your actual identity. Now, a good friend of mine, changing slightly, mm-hmm. a good friend of mine. He believes that one of the most powerful forces in the universe is transparency. Right, so I'll just let you think about that for a minute. Now, obviously, we talk about gravity. We understand gravity. Um, I remember a, a young lad. When I used to work in education with naughty kids. I remember this young lad. 
and he was swinging on this swing and he was trying to go all the way around on the swing. Right? <laughs> okay, You might have seen the videos on YouTube and all that. And I was like, you don't want to do that. Gravity is going to have a part to play. And he went, I don't fucking trust gravity. And he just carried on. <laughs> and I was like, how can you not trust gravity? You know? <laughs> trust it. So anyway, he fell off. He hurt yeah, himself. Yeah. But um, transparency. So I want you to, you know, think about it now and, and, and transparency we avoid it in so many different mm. ways, don't we? You know, with our clothing, yep. you know, we, we avoid it. With, uh, you know, I mean, th th has there been times in your life where you just didn't go to social gatherings because because of your size? Or, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, or, and what about, like, travel? Have you avoided certain modes of travel because of your size and stuff? Well, yeah, I remember when when the first time I got on the aeroplane and the seatbelt didn't fit and I had to ask for the extender, that was devastating and then i also remember the first time i didn't have to ask for it after that which was awesome but yeah there were, i mean i used to go to italy quite a lot so <coughs> i have family over there so I, i'd travel sort of two or three times a year to italy and get on a ryanair plane and they are the worst for seat size seat belt length all those things and so it would be it'd be part of my routine it'd be like i'll get on and go i need to see what extender before i even sat down they'd be like oh, okay we'll bring it over to you and sort of thing and, but it was just it became part of my habit and, I was, yeah. and, I, and then it could, because the first time was so horrifying I didn't fly for probably over a year, so I didn't see any of my Italian family for ages because I didn't want to go on a plane again. I just didn't want to have that moment of the guy coming over to me and handing me that orange seatbelt that's so obvious and everyone sees it happen and you just think, everyone, you just, even if they're not, because probably they don't give a shit, you know, so they're just thinking about getting to Italy. But mm -hmm. you think everyone is looking at you getting handed that seatbelt going, oh, look at that fat guy, he's got, he's, you know, he's probably taking up three seats. <laughs> I actually remember, so me and my, one of my best friends, James, he's, he's a big guy as well, and we were flying to holiday in Tenerife, I think it was, lads, lads, lads <laughs> all, you know. All, all the best places. All the lads, lads, lads holidays <laughs> I've been on. And uh, <laughs> we were sat next to each other. And so it was, you know, obviously three seats in a row on a Ryan airplane. It's not the, you know, most comfortable. We sat there and they sat next to each other because they're the allocated seats. And there was one seat next to us, um, free, and I'm thinking, please, nobody sit there. Please, nobody sit there. And this guy comes along, looks at it and goes, oh, just my fucking love. <laughs> 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 and then sits there <laughs> angry as hell for about 10 minutes literally and then ask the stewardess is there anyone else I can sit because I got, I can't even this is so uncomfortable I'm just thinking I feel I, I was feeling awful about yeah. it and you know yeah he was a bit of a dick and he was rude and blah, 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 but I, I did I feel awful about it and after that I just well it was a massive thing for me to get on a plane again did you did you feel but and, and this that's an indication you know we talk about the significant emotional event mm. you know that that was an example of one yeah. of those things. I mean, did you feel kind of exposed? Like all your habits horrible, yeah. and everything you'd done just been laid out in the middle of this play? Yeah, absolutely. I was horrible. Um, and it was, it was a weird one because it, I ended up just like retreating into my phone because I didn't want to talk to anyone. I didn't want to like make any kind of, I was like cr crushing myself up into my yeah. own body. So I just got my phone, I was playing a game and about, <laughs> about halfway through the flight, he ended up chatting to me about the game because it was a football game. And he was like, oh, do you sport uh, all this stuff? And I was like, Fuck her off. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> like, buy a drink. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, no, yeah, no. But it's 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 one. Of, yeah, it's it is a weird one. You do feel horrific, and it's that's like one of hundreds of examples of that sort of thing happening to me. But you do. I'm lucky in the sense that I had very thick skin. So whilst yeah, I did internally feel a bit shit about it, and it, and it could have massively affected me going forward, and maybe it did. I don't know. But um, I didn't let it get to me for too long. And I mean, to be honest, that night I had to go and get absolutely trashed, but I don't think that was anything to do with the size of the play. That was to do with the free shots that were going on everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, it's one of the, 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 yeah, that happens all the time when you're, when you're, and I'm, I mean, because I was, 
I wasn't just big, I was very, very big. And I, you know, it was, it was a very obvious big, you know, it wasn't a, um, I remember you saying to me actually one point that when I was, uh, uh, some one of the points during my time as a camper and I sort of was showing you before and after photos and you said, oh, so you've got to that point finally where you don't stand out in a picture, you know, and, and that did click for me massively. And it's, it's like a thing of like, cause before that you were, you were like, oh, there's Ricky. You don't have to yeah. look for him. <laughs> you know, there he is like the easiest where's Wally ever, you know, oh, there he is, you know, he's taken up half the picture, but um yeah so i think there's things like that and you do they, they, there's positive ones as well obviously so like that's an example of a positive one where it just clicks and you go oh yeah i don't you can just sort of have to look a bit for me <laughs> i'm not just the obvious one because i'm massive but um yeah so it was walking down the street was an effort i didn't go to town for quite a while i would never ever shop in town for clothes or anything like that because i didn't want to have that whole thing of trying clothes on in the shop i didn't want people looking at me all the time because you would you just walk down the street and you'd just feel eyes on you because you were that it is it's that TV big kind of guy, you know? It's the one that you go, oh my god, I can't believe you know that would never be me. I'll never be on that TV show, sort of thing. That kind of big. So yeah, it's weird, you know. But it's it's part of life at one point. That's not anymore, thank God. And do, have you thinking about it now? And I know I'm just dropping this on mm. you. Is there ways where you you now look to be more transparent to bring some accountability into your into your life and your results? And yeah, I'm definitely I'm less worried about telling people if i've eaten shit so i mean before it would always be secret eating it would always be yeah. you know binging in my car or whatever <clears throat> whereas now if somebody says to me you know what are you eating i won't just go oh i've been really healthy i've you know i've only had three salads today and not tell them about the three pizzas i had as well yeah um i'm more likely to go oh yeah i was what, what, what does it, what, what's the byproduct to that what's the effect to that i suppose less guilt suppose, less guilt it? which is great and you, and you own your choices <clears throat> yeah owning your choices yeah i mean there obviously are some negatives to that is that you kind of then become maybe comfortable with eating crap but it's it's trying to find that balance of the then that's when you have that's when it's down to having a really good accountability group around you i guess of people that will go no like you you said this to me the last four days in a row that you've been like oh it's fine because i'm just i'm owning it blah, blah, blah. you know you just go when are you gonna stop owning? <laughs> you're eating a loaf of bread a day, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah, but it's just one of those things. It's finding the right balance for you. Of, of and some people, are, and I can be one of those people as well. Uh, and I know a lot of people that are bigger that do do this because, it's, again, again, it's the repeated. I think it's. I'm not blaming my parents at all because they, well, at least one of them was great. Um, and uh, but there's that thing of, are you sure you should be eating that? Or the oh mm. you know we could you could probably do without seconds or blah, 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 all that and that then goes into adulthood and when people go to you oh did you not have that uh, even they're trying to be nice or they're just being genuinely asking you a question you be like oh fuck you I'll have the whole cake now <laughs> you know it's that it's that mentality that unfortunately from you know yeah. childhood and mm -hmm. past traumatic events all that sort of stuff then becomes a a, a a rubbish habit that you need to try and figure a way of fixing where. If you feel that feeling, maybe it's recognizing it and sitting with it for a minute and not going, well, like the whole cake before you even think about the emotion you've just given me now. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Nick? Anything? Um, there is. I've kind of got lost in Ricky's stories there. <laughs> Story time with Ricky. Um, so, to the original question about, I think one would be um, clothes buying, which I think Georgia talked about in a podcast not so long ago. But the particular example was um, when I was a bridesmaid for a friend and even trying to find. Um, uh, what would you call it? Suppliers, I guess it would be called, who did the sizes that I could have. So it wasn't even what dress did we want, what colour did we want. Um, also, because, you know, God, you love you, Lisa, but you left it to the last minute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what dresses we could get. Um, and, you know, all these things. And at one point we found one we really liked, but she was like, oh, 
they can only, it only goes up to whatever size, and I don't remember what size it was. So she's like, you know, you'd have to guarantee me you can lose X amount of inches by whatever date. And I was like, well, I literally can't do that because <laughs> I don't know. You know, guarantee me, exactly. guarantee me, you will lose hundred inches. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was one of those because I remember at one point just saying to her, I was like, look, just ask someone else. I was like, I'm not bothered about yeah. like you know being a bridesmaid is nice, but I'm not that bothered if it's going to cause this much. Just ask someone else. I'm not, you know, I don't care that much. Um, yeah, but that was that was kind of one where I was just like, this, I feel like slightly that my size slash other people's organizational habits have <laughs> sort of backfired on us slightly here. Um, you know, and you know, we did get dressed and it was fine. And um, but but yeah, it was one of those where I thought of thought this was such a faff um, for mm. you know for what should have been something really simple, which was buy a dress, pick a color, pick a style, pick something that suits both of us. Good, let's go. Um, and it just turned into a whole whole thing yeah no I had a similar thing for me when my friends got married a few years ago mm. when I was on my biggest and, and they sort of the first like and it was obviously a very nice thing for them to do so I'm not saying it's bad at all but the, f- the first thing they said is oh we found the place we can get suits don't worry Ricky we've they've checked we've checked what size they got to they do you they'll fit they'll fit you and I'm like cool <laughs> like, I'm, like, I was re- I'm really glad you checked thank you but it's like oh great you've no, had to do that it's really no, shit I remember going to like try dresses on and um, anyone who's ever been um, bridesmaid shopping or re- wedding dress shopping um, obviously the shops only have like normally one of each one of each dress but in a particular size which they will try to wedge onto you regardless of what size the dress is and what size you are <laughs> so you'll Brilliant. be there being like this isn't going to fit and they'll be like no 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 we'll make it you're like it's really not going to fit guys let's <laughs> not even pretend so you know, they're trying to then wedge you into to dress which some of which are, you know I would get on and I'd be like okay well this looks hideous and is nothing like what this dress is going to look like in the right size so this feels like a pointless exercise but yeah. we spent 10 minutes wriggling into a dress for Cheers. no reason brilliant so I think yeah. um, and the reason why I ask that is you know transparency it boils down to honesty doesn't it you know yeah, and, yeah. And we believe that there is no change without honesty you know the minute you can start being honest about yourself mm-hmm. to yourself or to other people like life starts to change it's one of those you know, it's a real sort of powerful force. Anyway, that leads me nicely on. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I just want to for a fair bit there. Sorry. No, 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 no. I, meant, I, know, I know. That was my way of like sliding a little segue in. Oh, like, yeah. you know, without anyone noticing by going, anyway. <laughs> How would you do that, Craig? <laughs> it's a talent. It's a talent. Uh, yeah, so I sort of segue onto, um, onto the, the future, the next phase mm. then mm. of the virtual yeah. uh, bootcamp coaching. So, if we haven't lost all the listeners now. <laughs> so we're booking holidays from Magaloo. It's been arranged to go away with Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> we're basically, you know, we, we, we knew for a while that we can get all this information out mm. and we can put it out in there and people can enjoy it and it's all well and good. But after a couple of weeks, things, you know, people start to fall off the wagon and, and uh-huh. start to think so. And this is where we now want to use this next phase of the virtual bootcamp coaching. And what I'm talking about there is one-to-one coaching with one of the coaches from Team Bootcamp, um, a to to provide a bit of a bit of uh, um, what do they call it? Not transparent uh, accountability. accountability. You know, which again is an incredibly powerful force. I don't know anybody that has not got some significant change and results in their life without transparency, mm. without some um, accountability, without um, support and guidance. Yeah, because uh-huh. you know sometimes you. you when you're when you're in the picture, you can't see the frame, and um, you know it's good to have someone else sort of giving you some advice, especially if they're if they're trained and knowledgeable and experienced about it. Um, and then also like the the benefit of that experience, you know, fr- from a coach. 
So, you know, and I don't know anyone that's made some big changes in their life without those things. Um, so that's what we're looking at doing. Now, Nick, you and Paula are going to take a bit of a lead on this. Yeah. And the way it kind of, well, you, you tell us, how, how are you kind of rolling it out? So way? the next phase then of um, for people who are doing Conquer Food, um, so obviously there's going to be one-to-one coaching for people who are more into fitness and, and diet, but for people who need extra support with Conquer Food, we're currently rolling out our Conquer Food group, which is at the moment with the people who were on Conquer Food when lockdown started. Okay. So let me just... Because there may be people listening to this that are not quite sure what what you mean by conquer food. Okay, yeah, sure. So, like, like basic, you know what I mean? As if it's a brand new listener. Brand new listeners. Um, <laughs> so, conquer food is the program we run at um, T Boot Camp, which deals with the um, more emotional sides of eating. So, people who are binge eaters, secret eaters, compulsive eaters, um, all and everything in between. So, people who it's not just a simpler case of having somebody that you would you know, be in touch with once a week as a coach, you'd say, right, what have you been eating? How, what have you been exercising? Okay, what's the next phase to get you to your goals? It's the more complicated stuff. So it's people who, um, a bit like we've discussed at the start of this podcast, who've got bigger issues with their weight, with food, yeah. um, who use food as a crutch, as, an, as a comfort. And it's not as easy as saying, right, I'm not going to have those foods anymore. I'm going to choose these other healthier foods because those other foods serve a different purpose for you. Well, I remember, um, just to <clears> jump and just to paint a picture, <laughs> I, I remember... A trainer. It wasn't a team. It was a different, different somewhere else. And this trainer was. He gave a nutrition brief, right? And I watched this happen. Mm-hmm. And you know, and and we. I've always known that overeating. Th- there's something else there. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? There's something else going on. It's for a reason and a deeper reason than just you know, I like Nutella. <laughs> it's just not that. And and I remember this trainer going, guys, you know, just stop eating Nutella. <laughs> just stop eating it. <laughs> And, uh, and then walked into the kitchen and, and started spoon-feeding Nutella. No, he's, you know, this is, that's what he said. He said, just stop eating chocolate, right? And then walked into the kitchen and was spoon-feeding Nutella into his mouth, right? And I was like, just, just stop eating it. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's as simple as that. I was like, you have no fucking idea. Oh, I love it. No idea. Uh-huh. You know, but, and, and a lot of like, what I would say is a lot of fitness professionals and, and even people that we, you know, we take fitness advice from and, and nutrition advice uh-huh. from like Instagram and the like, you know what I mean? Mm. They, are, they haven't got a fucking clue what they're doing. Yeah. Genetically, they're kind of gifted, you know, they've got the right filter on, the right makeup on, you know what I mean? And they're at, they're at the right age, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, and they're just, they, they've got great physiques. That, that doesn't necessarily mean they're eating well or training well. I've seen some shocking eating habits from people that look great and shocking mm. training habits and, 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 the, and vice versa, you know? And so, Anyway, I'm getting a bit of a rant here. <laughs> <coughs> well, all I'm saying is, you know, lots of people say to you, just don't eat it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Just do this. Just eat that. It don't fucking work like that. Uh-huh. You know, there's no, something I mean, else on yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, we've had people who've come through Conquer Food who, you know, will sit and say to us, you know, um, so had, oh, whatever, say they bought a bar of chocolate, they'd be like, so I bought a big bar of chocolate, I had, I was going to have four squares and that's what I was going to have. And they'd be like, okay, so by the time I'd finished watching TV that night, I'd had half of it. And then before I went to bed, I came back down and had another four squares. And then I was in my bed, lying there, thinking about the rest of the bar of chocolate being in the kitchen. And I, you know, they literally say, and I couldn't settle and I could not sleep until I'd gone and finished it. And that's, you know, that's sort of, you know, <laughs> that's a very different issue from I like chocolate and I was a bit hungry. That's yeah, a yeah. really compulsive you know, literally every part of my body is wired on this chocolate has to be finished. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's about, it's about the addictive parts of it. It's about the, um, 
you know, and how you overcome that. So the addictive parts, the the secret eating, people who almost punish themselves by what they're eating and digging deep and finding what those reasons are and how you overcome those so that you can then become somebody who can look at food and go, right, this is what I'm going to eat today. These are the healthy choices I'm making today. These are the choices I'm comfortable making today and not lying in your bed at night thinking that there's, you know, how many 12 squares of chocolate sitting in the kitchen, which you have to have to eat before you can possibly go to sleep. Yeah. I mean, so we're not necessarily, you don't have to be like horrendously, you know, have like real, real problems to benefit from this. But I think what we're kind of saying is like, if you are, yeah, this is like the next step. And Mm -hmm. if you're someone who has got an unhealthy relationship in whatever level that is, whatever grade, you know what I mean? You might just be over, you know, over indulging on, a bit of cake or whatever. Uh-huh. I don't know what it is. Or you might be binging and purging and all these uh-huh. different kind of things. Yeah. Anything kind of within that zone, then then the conk food, <laughs> there goes the nose thing again, Nick, um, is is kind of, you know, the right thing, the next step for you. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we, we kind of understand what it is yeah. now. So, Nick, the... the so how how, how, it's how, you it so how, it's, how it's working is we're um, we're starting rolling out as I say with the people who were on Conquer Food when we when we shut down. So we have a little trial period with them, which will also help us get the technology right. <laughs> they can be <laughs> our guinea pigs, um, which is a group of I think about ten people, um, and we're going to do we kind of replicate what we have on camp, which is um, two group sessions a week, which we're going to do online, obviously at the moment, um, and then one to ones. If people want one-to-ones, um, I think the plan at the moment is that they would need to be sort of an, an extra thing, um, just time-wise and organisational-wise. But but yeah, having that, um, it is that accountability, but also that group support that you can then, you know, we've got a little WhatsApp group everyone's in. And already this morning, I can't remember what time I woke up, but already there were several little chats <laughs> going on already of who'd been out for their walk already that morning, who had what plans for the day, who was, you know, and just helping everyone be in a more positive mindset, a more supportive place. Um, and yeah, get everyone to where they want to be with things. Yeah, so the group, you know, when I, when I hear things like group, I'm like, oh my God, you know, am I going to be pouring my heart out in front of those people? <laughs> what, what format is it? I mean, do you do like, obviously these are loaded questions, I know this, but, uh, you know, do you do like Alcoholics Anonymous style sharing and cringy? There's, there, no, they're not cringe, not in a cringy way, no. So the way we're going to do the sessions is similar to... Um, how they'll be done at camp obviously we've got to tweak things slightly because of the situation we're in um so paul and i've agreed we're going to go through the so for those who don't know conquer food is a whole acronym that's, that stands for different elements of how we're going to conquer food so we're going to go back to the very beginning and start um at c which is committing to something different which obviously at the moment for a lot of people everyone's having to commit to different things <laughs> in different ways yeah. um so the the group sessions are going to be um approximately about 20 minutes half an hour of me or me or paul or both of us introducing what the topic is for that week um and then we're going to go around everyone who's in the group and get their input for how they're getting on with that week so there will be similar to being on camp um sort of homework style activities that people can do there'll be things they can watch online or listen to online that we can then discuss further in the group um or discuss really you know the the ideas of of that material further There'll be suggested reading. There'll be all sorts, really. So they'll tap into lots of different ways people like to learn, like to absorb their information. Um, but yeah, there will be there will be sharing. But obviously, it's it's not as if we're going to say, right, we're not ending this Zoom call until you've shared. <laughs> people don't want to share that particular week, or there's stuff that they would prefer to share with you know me or Paula just between us. Um, you know, we'll find ways of you know trying to trying to get that to work. Um, but I generally find that the group the group will bond quite quickly people share i'm always quite amazed sometimes how quickly people do share and conquer food 
because they are suddenly amongst a lot of like-minded people who've been through similar experiences have these similar thoughts that quite often they'll have thought they're the only person who thinks that way, you know, who stood in yeah. a supermarket and thought, right, how can I hide, you know, hide these foods under these healthy foods and make it look like I'm, you know, buying enough for a party, even though I know it's just for me. Um, and actually having that and knowing you're not the only person who feels that way or is acting out those same behaviors can actually be quite freeing because you realize actually what you're going through is, is something other people can relate to and help you with. Yeah. What do you, what are some of your memories from the, the group sessions and the, and the coaching that you got from the Conquer Food program, Rick? Um, I think some of the bit, like what Nick just said was one of the biggest things is that you're not alone in anything you're doing. Um, you're not the only one doing it. It's it's quite common usually what you're doing, even though you think it's like... And, like, and, and is that reassuring then? Massively, just like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like a... It, it, or it instantly just chucks some weight off your shoulder. Straight away you go, okay, I'm not going to hold on to this thing like it's the biggest, I'm not, it's not MI5. It's yeah, it's not, yeah. To, you know, it's not the most toxic thing that I've got to keep to myself because there's other people doing it. It's not, it's not strange, it's not weird, it's not, you know, I'm not sick in that sense, you know, because a lot of people think they are, you know. Um, so there's that, there's the instant, again, the sort of comfort blanket of I've got other people I can talk to about these things that aren't necessarily close to me so I don't feel like I've, some people don't like to share with their inner circle sort of thing, you know, the best, their closest friends and family, they don't want to talk about those sort of things because they feel like it's a it's a shame thing, I think, probably. Um, I think like you kind of alluded to earlier, sometimes, not meaning to be, but actually the people you're closest to are part, not part of the problem, maybe that's not the right way to put it, but they're part of the issue. Yeah. And that actually discussing it with them doesn't work because they either don't get it yeah. or they don't have problems with their weight or don't have the same well, issues. And as well as that, like they're part of what forms your identity like you mm. know paula has this thing with with her family where i don't think anyone in their family can see her as a successful businesswoman because mm. she's always been bipolar yeah. so you know bloody struggling and and you know what i mean and, and that's kind of how mm. they treat her sometimes uh-huh. whereas my family are like she's pretty brilliant you know she's yeah, fantastic yeah. yeah and and it's because their their idea of of who she is our identity is kind of fixed and so if she was to go and talk to them, they're going to use that as their frame of reference. Like, you know, she she's the bloody, she's the one that runs down the beach thinking the devil's chasing, you know what I mean? You know, and, and they're just kind of potentially yeah. just, or some of them, you know, some of them are really good, mm-hmm. but... Um, I think having that outlet, like Rick says, with people who who you're not close to somehow, somehow having people that you're not actually close to, but you've got something in common with, has this really good bond that that you just do find people talk about things that they say, oh, I've never told anyone that before. And a little bit like the old, you know, they're kind of saying a problem shared is a problem halved. There's a lot of people, as soon as they've said some of their concerns out loud, said out loud what some of the, you know, the things in their head that they'll think is really weird about their eating or um, if they'll find either that it's not because a lot of people are doing it and there's ways we can help you or that as soon as you said it out loud, half the problem goes away because you admitted and like you say, but you've been transparent about what some of the issues are. And as soon as you kind of go, oh, actually, the reason I eat this in this particular instance is because that happened 10 years ago and you go oh okay well why am i letting something that happened 10 years ago bother me that much and sometimes as soon as you realize that it's very easy to break that that cycle other times it's not there's more work we can do with you on that but um having people there you know we're we're quite i don't know the right word i don't say tribe like (laughs) what's the right word but you know people need other people and i think sometimes if you're secret eating or you've got issues with food you know the way you deal with food is dysfunctional um or disordered whatever you want to call it um finding people who are in the same boat as you is really nice and it's it it provides a new comfort that maybe food was providing before but now if you're having a rubbish day you can now go and you know message these people and go 
really struggling today, guys. Tell me something funny. Tell me something positive. Tell me something, you know, that's just going to distract me enough to go, I don't need to go and buy that cake. I can just go on with my life because that's what I really want. Yeah. I think, sorry. <coughs> can I just plant, plant a little question here, Nick, for, yeah. to, to come back to you? Absolutely. You're going to need to put a bit of thought into this. The inverse of it. What, what is this Conquer Food program not? Right, okay. so, so think about the yeah, fitness world sure. and all that. Sorry, Rick. Yeah, mine's just a little analogy for people listening to this who probably maybe don't understand what it's like for people with that sort of issue going on. Um, the thing we're saying about the family who don't quite get it, it's not because they're bad people, it's not because they're trying to hurt you or anything like that, it's because they literally don't get it. I mean, I've, I, we're all kind of guilty of it in some way, in some form, we don't understand other people's problems, we then judge it. Um, but I think like a good example is, there was a, one of the overeating programs, you know, where they follow them around for a week and secretly, and they don't know they're being followed. Blah, blah, blah. And this woman was going and eating in her car, secret eating, and they caught her on camera eating these burgers or whatever it was. Um, and they confronted her about it. She's like, "No, I didn't." There's no there on video. Look, you can watch yourself doing it. She's like, "No, it's not me. I didn't do it." <laughs> and, and it's not. And, that, and you think that's you're like, yeah, "Wow, that's yeah. you know." Uh, well, I would. I laughed at the time. You know, it's, it is funny in a way because you're like, well, "She must be like delusional," but actually, it's not. It's because. In her world, that is as big a deal as you catching her murdering someone. Like, that is her deepest, darkest secret, is that she sits in her car and eats three hamburgers. Yeah. You know, that that is huge for her. So I think people don't... People that will judge that really quickly, which, we, again, like I say, we're all guilty of in some mm -hmm. respect of our lives or somebody else's lives. We, we'll all judge. But that, for them, is, is huge. Like, they, the reason she can't admit it is because she doesn't want to admit it because she's not ready to reveal her biggest thing. Like, that is her deepest, darkest secret, is that she's a secret eater, you know, and that's huge for her or for that person. So, mm. I think, yeah, there's a lot of people listening, like, that just won't get that because it's not, food's not their issue, but they will have something in their life that is like that to them that to other people seems trivial, seems, you know, whatever, yeah, okay, oh, my God, it's a big deal, you ate a burger, but... For them, that's huge, you know. I just sort of thought I'd put it out there, see if there's a little analogy people yeah, try cool. <coughs> So Nick, yeah, I asked you before about what is it not? Yeah. Um, so conquer food is, is, is not, which I don't really like being that way because it sounds like a negative, but, um, but it's not about us telling you what to eat. It's not about us telling you how to exercise. That's what the other coaches at team will do if that's the help you need. Um, conquer food is for people who have bigger issues with food, so a, a messed up relationship with food, which normally will transpire that you've got a, you know, there's some issues that you have with yourself. So there'll be issues with self-esteem, self-confidence, self-love. And those are more the themes that we actually explore. So while it's called Conquer Food, um, the actual times that we sit there and we'll actually talk about food, as in <laughs> what have you eaten today or these foods are healthy, that, that's not what this is about. This is about you um, feeling more confident, feeling empowered, feeling in control, um, feeling calm, having better coping mechanisms, all those sorts of things. Um, so when it comes to food, the food doesn't become something you are you know, relying on or thinking about constantly. It's it's just what food should be, which is food to fuel you. And, and yet to enjoy to a certain element, I must admit, there's sort of, I think, different categories of people who are like, if it's just purely for fuel, I think I'll always be somebody who's a bit like, no, there is pleasure in, in food and there should be taste and there should be, mm. it should look nice and all these sorts of things. Um, but it's not that compulsion of I have to go and have that now or I, you know, even though I'm on lockdown, I must drive to the garage right now and go and buy that certain chocolate bar because I can't stop thinking about it. Um, so it's really a very supportive way of growing as a person yourself, um, expanding your understanding of yourself and how you deal with things and how you can have better ways of coping and dealing with situations. Amazing. So... Sorry, Rick. Do you look like you was gonna? Oh, uh, just to tag on to that, I was gonna say it's like a, it's a, it's a looping back to the beginning. It's not the, the program works. So if you put the work in, the program works for you. 
but the program won't do the work for you is what I was going to yeah. say. So it's not a, we're going to do everything for you and you'll be fixed. This is a, we'll give you a lot of tools and mm -hmm. all of our knowledge, all of our experience on how to fix things and how to work on things and become better. But you have to put the work in. So don't feel like it's a yeah, really absolutely. easy, I'll just log in and then I'll be thin again. No, <laughs> this is like, this is us trying to go, time to start working. Let's do it. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna like I said roll this out. Um, I'd be quite keen to hear from anybody that thinks that they would benefit from this or be interested in this. Yeah. So uh, you can either send, send us a message at uh, what's, what's the best email, Nick? Really, just to get a um, if you're sent to the admin one's probably the best. Yeah. One. So yeah. admin at team hyphen bootcamp dot com. I've just got uh, another really good way to describe it is which is one of Craig's things. So I'll acknowledge this is Craig's wording. Credit. Is that um, our team coaches will be able to help you with your what we usually think of as a workout, which is how to exercise, what to do, what to eat. What we're doing with Kong Food is working in one of Craig's favorite phrases, yeah. which is when we turn all that inward and go right. What's going on, on the inside emotionally? How are you? Um, and all, you know, as I say, all those things, self confidence, self esteem. So it's it's probably as hard, if not harder, than an actual workout that anyone at team can give you if you're doing it properly. Mm. But like Ricky says, if you want to change long term, you want these changes to stick. That's the work you need to be doing, and get in touch and join us. Amazing, right? Uh, music again. So um, no, I think it's been a, it's been a good. It's been I think there's lots of nuggets of, mm. of information again there, and some help with the implementation of stuff. Uh, like I said, we're going to be rolling this out in the next week or so, so let us know if you're kind of interested in that. Um, right, we need some closing words, and by God, it's got to be a good one. So, uh, Nick, you're dancing away. <laughs> it's got to be you, isn't it? What, what's your closing words for today? My closing words for today are that I feel spring has officially sprung for lots of reasons, so it's time to jump to it, get on with things, spring back into life. Spring back into life. Excellent. Right, brilliant. Okay, on three, a big... Bring back into life. One, two, three. Bring, Bring back, back into, into life. life.